that's the biggest thing is looking for other things to be the thing that tells you you're worthy. As long as you believe that, you will always look for it outside of yourself. Welcome to Connect Back In Podcast. I'm Morgan King, your host, and I'm so passionate about sharing with you the spiritual concepts that have transformed my life. It is not always an easy path, but I know within my soul that if it's good on the inside, it's good on the outside. Through interviews with experts and my personal experience, we will break down how to live a spiritual life in today's society. My hope is that you find the inspiration and support you need as you explore your own journey to connect back in. Hey, it's Morgan King with Connect Back In. Thank you so much for being here today and pressing play on this exciting interview episode. I speak with Valerie Adams, who's also a really good friend of mine. We actually met at the former Dames Collective, which is a female entrepreneur group, and we just clicked. She has really calm, um, beautiful energy, and it's been really fun watching her grow and become truly successful in her craft. Um, A little bit about Valerie. She is a dating and master coach, and she helps single women attract healthy romantic relationships, and call in their soulmates. Uh, Yes, please. (laughs) Um, She's a master practitioner of neuro-linguistic programming and is absolutely obsessed with guiding women to create their dream reality. She does this in so many different modalities. She has like group coaching. Um, One thing special for you is she also has this free guide that she's offering the listener. So that's you. Um, I hate calling you that because you're more to me than just a listener, but that's essentially what you are as well. Um, Okay, getting back to the point here. There's seven daily rituals to attract your dream partner. So how she came up with this was in the beginning of 2018, she had been single for three years and she was attracting emotionally unavailable men and making little to no progress in her love life. And she had just had enough. So she learned these practices that felt good for her. And she's really all about these daily practices versus these huge shifts, which I think is so much easier to digest and also implement in our lives to create change. So she's teaching you the seven uh, practices that she did every day that led her to attracting her soulmate in under a year. So this guide includes seven daily practices, the breakdown of each practice, why they're important, and how to make your own actionable steps so that you can start today to attract your dream partner. So if this is you, or if you're really just looking to improve any area of your life, I really think when you are trying to attract something that you desire, you believe you will become a better version of yourself once you receive that thing. However, to get that thing, you already have to have that beautiful energy that you're looking for. So whether it's a man or anything else, I really think that this guide can support you. I've actually um, clicked through and I'm going to start doing it. Even though I have a lot of practices in my life, mine as well doesn't hurt to add something else when it's fun. Um, just even though I just got engaged, I have my guy. I'm, I think it's good to support you and anything that you desire in your life. So Diving into the interview, we really get real and authentic, kind of share our relationship mishaps from the past, how we have become uh, stronger in who we are, learning to love ourselves in order to attract the right partner. Um, I asked her some tough questions. She was very gracious and open. And if you're the person who's listening, looking for the partner of your dreams, um, hold tight take a listen. I hope this helps you. And if you're looking 
to connect with Valerie after this point. I will have links within the show notes, but you can check her out as the mindful babe on Instagram. She also has a podcast, which is incredible. Um, so check those things out, take a listen and enjoy. I mentioned this to you before we even started, but I'm very gracious for your time and I'm happy that you're here. And I just feel like you have so much value to share with everyone today. So just diving directly into things, um, Valerie, why don't you give me a little bit of your story to share with the audience? Yes. Well, thank you so much for having me and inviting me onto your podcast, Morgan. I just, you and I align in so many ways and just seeing the relationship that you've attracted engagement, all that, it just makes me so, so happy. And yeah. So for anyone who does not know me, which is probably most (laughs) of you listening, my name is Valerie Adams and I am a dating and mindset coach for single women. So what I really do is I support women who are looking to attract their dream partner. I'm very much a stand for attracting healthy partnerships where you have long-term compatibility, where it's going to last and where you feel worthy at all times in the relationship. And that really does start with the practices that you do as a single woman. And no, I did not go to college to become a dating coach. It is totally like out of left field, you know, of course it's all part of that grand plan. And at the time, you know, I was in corporate for about seven years and just really had a passion for mindset. And like, I'm sure a lot of those listening have experienced, you just start to get to this place where you're like, is this all there is to life? And it's so amazing because then it's like you get shown a podcast or you pick up a book and that becomes the catalyst to, you know, a complete positive rabbit hole of spiritual development. (laughs) And that's what happened to me at the beginning of 2018. I was living a life where I was just going out every weekend. I had been single for three years, had a lot of pain around that. It's, you know, my late twenties when all my friends are getting engaged, married, even baby showers at that point. And Mm -hmm. I was just, you know, in this place of really trying to escape. I was numbing in so many ways, whether that be shopping, drinking, um, exercising in almost an abusive way. It was like a form of punishment. Like you have to go to Orange Theory five times a week. And if you miss a day, you're going to like, there's a price to pay. So I wasn't nice to myself. And um, I went on this personal development journey and about a year into that, it was so clear to me that I was ready to share and support women who were still in that place that I was when I started my journey. So I started my mindset coaching business. And in that time I had been healing so many beliefs, so many old stories, forgiving so many people. And pretty quickly I attracted my dream partner and I did work with a love coach who taught me so much. And I just, I felt like I had cracked some type of code and I was so passionate about bringing this work to other women. Um, I'm really a stand for your mindset and law of attraction and um, all the things because we're actually not in control of how we're going to meet our person. However, we are in control of how we're attracting and calling this person in. And honestly, the caliber of a person we call in and that's what we do um, as a single woman and just a little more background for me, you know, I would say I've struggled with men and dating and attracting 
part, uh, toxic partnerships, even a couple narcissistic men for about 10 years. So Mm -hmm. a very long time of that feeling unworthy, seeking attention. I would go after, you know, ever since I could remember, I would always go after the class clown life of the party, you know, the really successful guy at work. Right. And I know so many women can relate to this because it was, I was looking for that person to tell me that I was worthy. And so it was like, Oh my God, if I could get this guy to, you know, date me to, you know, take him off the market. I loved the challenge of the emotionally unavailable man where it yes. was like, Oh, he's so broken. Let me be the one to show him that love is real. And so, yes, maybe I could get those guys into a relationship. And it's like, I was not treated well in those relationships. And so when you heal your worthiness wounds, when you heal those experiences from your past, you completely elevate the type of partner you can call in. And that was my experience. Oh my gosh, that was really awesome. Thank you for sharing so much. Um, something that just really hit me because I, I, before we hopped on here and we've spoken before is very similar, very aligned stories, um, 10 years of pretty bad relationships. And even prior to that, it's just like so desperate. I mean, I was so <laughs> desperate. I think back and it's, I'm from a really small town and I'll see some of the people that I dated and I'm just like, oh God, they got to think, but I'm just, you know, it was a part of my story. and. It made me who I am today. And especially for you, like, I mean, I'm sure you look at it now just because I know you and you have such a beautiful mindset of like, what a great gift that you were given to experience those things and then become the person that can speak to that version of you and other people. Because you're like, listen, I've been there, like, I get it. Um, but something that really struck me is like, I always went for the unavailable man. Every single time, like my sisters, it'd be like their friend and be like, Morgan, just, you know, like he doesn't settle down with what, and I was like, watch me, you know, and then oh, we yeah. have a relationship and like hot and heavy week one, I love you. I want to marry you. Let's spend the rest of our lives together. Moved in quickly. Let's make this thing official. Like I need to feel deemed worthy. And especially um, as Valerie mentioned, I just got engaged, really exciting to a great, great man. Um, But I've been married before, as many of you know, if you've listened to other episodes. And in my past relationship, we were together for about three, three and a half years before we got engaged. And we had gone through a lot of life changes together. But I remember the night that he proposed so vividly because I'd never felt more deemed worthy by society. I finally had proof to the external world to say, look, someone loves me. I'm lovable. Like, look at me. And it wasn't in a like narcissist like way. It was like, I finally made it. Like I finally had arrived and ultimately that didn't work out. And it's funny when this happened, when I recently got engaged, he proposed and it was beautiful and it was amazing, but I almost felt guilty because I was like, I don't feel any different. And it was because it didn't matter it already, it solidified to the rest of the world what we had already known all along. Like, I don't need a ring. I love me a diamond. Don't get me wrong. But I don't <laughs> need to express that to other people to say, look, I'm worthy. And so kind of tying this all back is like, I'm sure when you work with your clients one-to-one, you're seeing synchronicities of kind of where they're at and the challenges that they're facing. And what would you say is like the one thematic, like primary thing? I know you mentioned worthiness, but like, what, how do you get that out of them? I guess I didn't have awareness around it. I didn't know that I didn't feel worthy. 
I had no idea. I was like, I'm confident. I feel like everyone thought that I felt worthy, but I didn't. So how do you like, what's the first step, I guess, of figuring this out? Yeah. Well, first off, I love what you shared around, you know, your first engagement. And so many women put engagement, marriage, commitment on a pedestal where it's Mm -hmm. like, oh my God, I have to earn that. I have to be something special or someone's going to tell me, Hey, now you're worthy because you have a ring because you're engaged and the whole world will know. And so when we focus on that, like that's the destination, then you're always going to outsource your worthiness. And that's the biggest thing is looking for other things to be the thing that tells you you're worthy. As long as you believe that you will always look for it outside of yourself. So the way this manifests, the way this shows up is conversations in your mind. Like, Oh, once I get that promotion, then, then I'll be you know, worthy. Or even women who are taking a break from dating, even though it's rooted in fear, the story they'll tell themselves is when I lose the weight, when mm-hmm. I pay off my debt, when I, you know, get my business off the ground, there's always going to be a reason. And so when we believe something has to happen first, and then you're worthy, we're yeah. always going to perpetuate that. Yeah. Yeah. All the prerequisites. And I'm sure if you're listening, you can identify and relate to this and how funny it is to look back. It's sad, but it's funny. Is like, there's always something mm-hmm. and that voice will never be fulfilled. Ever. It never will happen. And so your state, you mentioned it, it's kind of the fear voice. So A, how do you recognize that? And B, how do you shush it? Because it doesn't go away. It just, you take it from the top of the head seat at the table and you put it at the corner. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there's always a dialogue going on in our mind. There's always a story beneath any emotion you're feeling. And so it's about being willing to ask yourself questions and be asked questions because you do have the answers. So anytime there's anxiousness, tenseness, sadness, you know, the old me, I used to just be like, oh, that means it's time for a glass of wine or let me go shopping. And I was just so like numbing Netflix, like just in total avoidance and being able to ask and pull out your journal, like what's going on? What, what thoughts am I thinking right now? What story am I telling? Mm -hmm. Um, that's, that's leading to this. What am I making up right now? And so much of it is from that story in our mind. And it's about really having the tools to be able to shift and reframe and disprove whatever, you know, story is running and create new evidence for the life that you want. Yeah. I love the new evidence. Cause it's like, and you might think in your head, wait, this story is real. What are you saying? A story, you know, yeah. but ultimately like you create your own reality through the stories that you tell yourself and what you focus on and all those things. And something I actually found helpful when I first started doing this, and I just heard it again on another uh, recent podcast I listened to, and it reminded me of it is I would talk about myself in the third person, because sometimes when you're in it, you're just, you have such a challenging viewpoint because you're in the depths and you can't see things from like a bird's eye view. But when, like, if a friend asks you for advice, even if you're feeling like kind of crummy or not in your like high vibe state, you oftentimes can come up with answers and rationale that they're like, oh, okay, that makes sense. And so I would separate that voice from me, who I am, because it's not who you are, your thoughts, and be like, okay, Morgan, so what are you thinking here? You know, and it's just like letting it flow because sometimes when you're thinking yourself, it's almost like you can't put it to language. What it, what might the story be that you're telling yourself and probably through practice and over time, which is what you teach your clients is like how to 
then detach yourself from that voice? And then do you just like have them shift into higher self mode or how does that work? So now you've identified fear, you've written the story and then you find evidence, but like, what does that process look like? Yeah. And I love that strategy of the third person. That's amazing. I get to try that. Um, Well, first off, you can't shift if you're busy judging yourself. It's about loving yourself throughout that process. So, you know, what I see clients do and, you know, right when I can catch this pattern, I do whatever I can to pull them out of it and bring their awareness to it. When we're judging ourselves thinking, God, why, why am I still thinking about this? Why is this still coming up? You know, why can't I get over this? And we're actually perpetuating staying in that state, staying in that place longer. Mm-hmm. And it's like, how can we love ourselves on that journey? So it's like, okay. And I love your third person. It's like, okay, Valerie's still, you know, this, this keeps coming up for her. There's a, there's a little bit more pain there than she thought. What it, what's behind this? What stories is she telling? What is she making up about this? What is she making it mean? And that's the power of identifying our story is because there's usually always a root cause. And that's where, you know, I love using NLP, which is neuro-linguistic programming. I love using those tools and modalities with clients. We can actually get to the root Mm -hmm. because what happens is there's an incident that happens, which everything is neutral and Mm -hmm. it's the meaning we assign to it. And so, you know, uh, someone cheating on you, right? There's so many different stories that could be made up about it. It could be, you know, wow, thank God I found this out. Like now I'm going to find my person. There could be, wow, I wasn't enough for him to be loyal. Mm -hmm. There could be disgust. Like how could I attract someone like that? And we are going to grab onto a story and repeat it. If we don't catch it, we're going to keep repeating it and repeating it and repeating it. So there typically is an event that happens in our lives and that's where the story is created. So it's about, um, and that's why I love using tools like NLP to actually go back. You can actually revisit the event in your mind, go to the root cause and you can actually ask your subconscious mind for a new meaning, a new story. And in this process, you can feel like you're making it up. Like when Mm -hmm. you revisit and create a new story, but it's actually what's always been true and it's flowing through you. Yeah. I wonder how similar, have you ever heard of EMD? I've been hearing about it. So I did that when, so for those of you who don't know with my separation, it's challenging for me to speak about because I don't want to come off as a victim because it ultimately was one of the best things that's ever happened to me, but it sounds like hella dramatic. So like we were together for like seven years and he just woke up one day and is like, I don't want to be married to you anymore. And he walked out and I've never seen him since. And it really instilled, it was the evidence to say, yeah. I'm not lovable. I'm not worthy of love. Okay. Right? And so through EMD processing, I re like lived the experience over and over and over again. And it was a pain of a 10 at first. Right. And then I repositioned it. And it's like, this has nothing to do with me. This has nothing to do with me. Him leaving had nothing to do with me. Like way to personalize it almost. It's like, who do you think you are? So, and, and reprocessing that was like such a life-changing experience because I not only did it for that, but all these other circumstances that I gave power to throughout my life. And of course, like for anyone listening, this isn't like a magic pill that you take and I'm forever cured. And I 1000% think I'm worthy every single moment of every single day. That's just not realistic. We're human beings. You're going to have dips, ebbs and flows. But I think the objective and what Valerie works with her clients on and helps shares with the world is like, there is a better way. 
And through these tools and practices, like you can find, I don't know, like this sounds cheesy, but like find your way back home into who you truly are versus like the limiting beliefs that you put on yourself because of the value you get these experiences. Yes. But um, tangent, just went on one of those. No, that's so valuable because that's very heavy energy. You know, that's a lot of trauma that you, I mean, if you didn't do the work you did, like you wouldn't be, you know, here engaged to an amazing man. You had to let go of so much. So it's yeah. so amazing. Thank you. Yeah. It was honestly um, through the help of various individuals. I told Valerie, if she was a coach, a dating coach at my time, we would have rocked it. Um, cause I, even after that had some pretty terrible relationships, um, where I was like fully supporting someone financially and like, just is real bad anyway. So one thing I want to talk about is, so I had some time process this. I reshift my beliefs. I worked on my worthiness and all these other practices beyond just for a relationship, but all the desires that I wanted in my life. And one thing I found on the process, on the journey, like even when I met my fiance now, I was like, um, this doesn't feel right. Even though on paper, he was legit. I wrote down ideal man and he was all the things, but it was almost as if like that part of me, that fear part of me that latched onto those unhealthy relationships was coming up for air and is like, Whoa, red light discomfort. Like what it, can you talk about that? And do your clients experience that as well when they kind of come across that person for them once they've done the work. Oh yeah. It's totally your ego trying to keep you safe and doing its job. And so that's the thing. If we don't have this awareness to move through and discern between, is this my higher self? Is this the truth? Or is this my ego trying to protect me? We can self-sabotage and find red flags that aren't there. Maybe letting a message drop, you know, when you're messaging with a guy and you actually start to like him for a lot of people, they actually have deep fears around what will happen if they do get, if they do get into a relationship. So consciously they think, oh my gosh, I want to meet my person. Subconsciously they, they actually fear what will happen if that person does come. So that could look like, oh my God, I'm afraid of not having time for my friends. I'm afraid of losing my independence. I'm afraid of my business suffering. I'm afraid of of, you know, getting hurt. I don't want to abandon my mom because she's single. And, you know, there's so many things that go into it. And so that's a question I love asking is, is there anything that would make you not want this? Because Mm. we can congruent. I've certainly been in places I can relate this, you know, in my business where I wasn't set up the way I am now with a team to support me. And there was a time where I wanted to be making more money, which would look like bringing on more clients. But I actually, you know, was so drowning in work and all these things that I needed to outsource sooner that I subconsciously didn't want to bring more people on to work with me because of, I had this fear of, oh my God, I'm going to drop the ball. I'm not set up to handle this. And so I was actually blocking what I consciously was saying I wanted. And I was like, yeah, more clients, want more women in this program. Subconsciously, I had fears around it. So yeah. it's, all, it's all mindset and asking those questions. Yeah, that's really interesting. And you being able to be the voice of reason, almost highlight those fears that are coming up. It's really what it is. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's the belief of like, you know, good being able to have good things and that Mm -hmm. good things can happen to you. And Mm -hmm. 
you know, there's beliefs too. It's like, if I did get that person, you know, something really bad could happen. I could lose it. And this shows up with money. Right. And so we manifest when you don't feel worthy of money, you spend it all or you, you know, so it's so linked. (laughs) Yeah. 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 So that was one other thing. And I've mentioned it here already a couple of times, but just like, I feel like what you're facilitating is so far beyond relationships. Mm -hmm. And even when I, so when I worked with my life coach, I immediately met Tyler, my fiance, because it was as if similarly to what you're doing is like breaking down those limiting beliefs, reframing the way I saw myself and my life, reworking through those patterns and stories and things like that. So do you find that as well with your clients? Like once they've done the work with you, they'll meet someone and then also they'll find fulfillment in their career or financially or whatever abundance they're looking for. Yeah. I mean, the way you do one thing is the way you do all things. So you have a belief that your time isn't valuable and you're only working on, you know, dating, for example, before you work on that, it's like, maybe you're saying yes to so many things at work. Maybe you're over committing yourself on your calendar and saying yes to all the things that you don't want to do, like the baby showers and all that. Like maybe that's what you're doing. And so when you heal that, when you're focusing on one area, when you're like, Hey, I want to heal this part of love, you know, not feeling worthy, it's automatically going to spill into other areas. It just has to. And so that's, I see this happen every time um, I run my group program, fall in love. There's always someone who gets an unexpected promotion bonus. They're really owning their worth. And so they're letting go of friendships that don't feel good and they're making room for new things. And so it, that's, that's the thing that people don't really see. It's like when we invest in a program or a book, even we're like, Oh, you know, I'm paying for this book. I'm paying for these 300 pages. I'm paying for this three month program. And it's so much more than that. It's like, it has to spill into other areas. Like there's no way it wouldn't. And you're like investing in yourself. And mm-hmm. again, making a statement, if you will, like I'm worthy of this. Yeah. You know? So I think that's huge. Um, something just came up for me. It's escaped my mind of what I wanted to talk about from what you just said. Um, you do everything. Well, doesn't matter. I think this is a great opportunity though to talk about your free download. So it talks, we talked about it briefly, but I'd love for you to explain a little bit more about it. It's just this idea that there isn't this one thing. Mm-hmm. All of a sudden that you do, it's these little things that add up. So if you want to share yeah. about it. Yeah, I would love to. So, um, you know, I, I think it's very common for, you know, when we're obsessed with the how, which we always will wonder the how something a lot of women default to is, well, I need to be going on all these dates to meet my person. I need to be getting out. I need to show my face. And so that's what they're really focusing on. And sometimes there's this belief that, you know, oh my God, this, it's going to be this one event, this big thing. And that's when I'm going to meet my person. And yes, you will meet your person in a moment. And you're actually always attracting him to you, whether you're out with your friends at dinner or you're home in your pajamas, like you are always in the process of attracting your partner. So I like to break it down and just show you easy things that you can do every day, little things that not only are going to bring you more peace and clarity and ease, it's also going to support you in knowing that you are making progress toward attracting love, whether you're on Bumble, whether you're, you know, physically on a dating app, you're always in that process. So I've created a free guide that, um, Morgan will be sharing the link to for you. It's a gift. Um, 
of seven daily rituals that you can use to attract your dream partner. You don't need to do all of them. These are the exact things that I did to attract my partner in under a year. And we've been together for almost two years, such an incredible relationship. So I'm really excited to pass this on. Hey, and it's like proven. <laughs> you yes. Yeah. You're like, I did the legwork, make sure. Uh, one thing I love about this too is um, I talk about this a ton on the podcast is like, we have these desires because we assume we'll become a different version of ourselves once we receive it. But in order to attract the very thing we're looking for, we have to come forward with that energy. It's all energy. Yes. And what becomes the most beautiful part once you start to understand this is yes, relationships are great. Engagement rings are great. Money's great. All these things, external results are wonderful, but nothing is as good as enjoying every moment on your way to achieving them. And that is when like, I don't know. I just feel like that was the missing puzzle piece I've had my whole life is like, okay, like you mentioned in the beginning is like, once I get that job, that man, that whatever prerequisite for worthiness, once you feel whole, those things are just icing on the cake. And they're great. And then when they don't happen, they're, it's fine too. And you're not just wasting your life or pretending it's a dress rehearsal because it's not. You just have these moments before you. You will never get them back again. And I just love that you are teaching through this um, catalyst people that, that they can enjoy every moment of their life. It doesn't need to result in finding a man, even though it does. Mm, so beautifully said. So beautifully said. <laughs> Well, I thank you so much for taking the time to speak with everyone. Um, as Valerie mentioned, we'll put the guide, the seven daily rituals to attract love in the show notes. And I'll also have um, ways you can follow Valerie for her website and Instagram, but you want to shout it out now so that if they're listening, they can go find yeah. you. Yeah, I'm obsessed with Instagram. I hang out there a lot. So I'm always posting pretty much every day. I'm posting something new um, for you. I love sharing journal prompts. I also have a podcast called the Mindful Babes Podcast yes. where I talk about dating, mindset, manifestation, all my favorite things. And on Instagram, I'm at the Mindful Babe. Awesome. One, two more things, actually. I listened to one of your podcast episodes. I can't recall the name of it, but it was kind of the idea of like the type of woman who, like, I'm the type of woman who does this, I do this. And I remember listening to it when I felt really down and it kind of gave energy and light to my higher self. So she came through. And then another thing, which I've told you this before is three days before I went on my date with Tyler, our first date, I saw a Instagram story from Valerie and she said, if you knew with a thousand percent certainty that the man you were looking for was looking for you too, and you were going to find them, how would you show up? How would you act? What would you wear? How would you speak? And that really struck me. And then three days later, I went on a date with Tyler and here we are. So yeah. So imagine what it's like actually investing the time or energy to connect with Valerie. I just, you won't regret it. So Thank you so much for taking the time again for being Thank here. you for having me. This is incredible. Did you enjoy this episode? If you did, then head on over to iTunes to subscribe, rate, and review this podcast. We sincerely appreciate your feedback. Stay tuned for another episode of Connect Back In, and thank you for listening.